0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's New World Kirtan podcast. It's Monday, May second, 2016. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce this show as an act of love and service to our global kirtan family. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing kirtan. Ah, it's spring. Feels good, doesn't it? I've been busy with lots of voiceover work and other good stuff, and I'm feeling blessed. The weather here has also been spectacular, and that always helps. Everything I planted last month is starting to come up, and that's fun to anticipate. I've been making summer plans. The Love Light Festival at the end of August and Fall Ecstatic Chant Weekend at Omega are on the calendar. I hope I'll see some of you there. I have some great news. Russell Paul is now one of New World Kirtan's sponsors, and he's offering our listeners some very excellent discounts on some of his courses. Achieving Success with Mantras, the course I loved and was telling you about last summer, is 20% off for New World Kirtan listeners. There's also a free ebook for us and a free online course on the yoga of sound. You can access all this wonderfulness from the ads on our website uh, at the homepage and the podcast page, but please keep in mind that you won't see his ads if you have an ad blocker on, so please disable it for our page. If you don't want to do that, you can also mention New World Kirtan when you enroll in his course and several others Russell offers, and you'll receive a discount. Just let them know that it came from us. Russell is also writing a series of articles on the Yoga of Sound for our website, and the first one is really interesting. You can read them at the link on our homepage. Please keep in mind that if the podcast inspires you and you'd like to show your support, Supporting sponsors like Russell Paul and Old Delhi Music and White Swan Records is the way to do it. Another way is by direct donation and also buying things from Amazon at our portal. The portal is at our website on the homepage. On that note, I'm reading a book you might enjoy. I picked it up after Jesse came back from India, and it's about India. It's called Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts. If you're curious about India as I am and you want to read a great story, get this book. It's written by someone who really loves the country. And if you decide to buy it, go through our portal at Amazon, and then we'll receive a small percentage. You can find the portal at our website and also on the podcast page. Just click it, and it will take you to Amazon, and then you can buy what you want. Thanks so much. The survey is just about finished, and a link to it will be in a newsletter coming in the next week or so. It's pretty short, about six questions. You have to be signed up for our newsletter to get it. So if you're not signed up, you can do that at our website. And then you'll have a voice in shaping this podcast. I'm thinking of making some changes and your input will help me to know what's important to you. I produce this podcast for the global Kirtan community. That means you. So please click on the link to the survey when it arrives and let me know what's valuable to you and what isn't. And then we can shape the podcast together. I finished the artist interviews I was telling you about in the last podcast, and uh, it has been so interesting for me to hear these different viewpoints on where Western Kirtan is headed. The topic is turning into another series, as there will be at least three podcasts with this content. And speaking of making changes, it will be the first podcast I've ever done that that don't feature music. (laughs) Um, I'm also thinking about opening a discussion page on the topic somewhere, perhaps on Facebook, but not all of you are on Facebook, so if anyone out there has any ideas about an efficient way to do this for all of us, even non-Facebook users, I'd appreciate hearing from you. This is, um, this is something that is going to affect all of us if you like kirtan and you like kirtan artists. Uh, the artists themselves have asked for, for listener input, so um, I'll let you know how that goes. This week's show is about the Gayatri Mantra which is one of the oldest and most powerful mantras in existence. Here's a simple translation. O oh Divine Mother, our hearts are filled with darkness. Please make this darkness distant from us and promote illumination within us. The Gayatri is a prayer to lift our consciousness toward the light, and Ian Bassio gives us an overview of the deeper meaning behind this mantra and then it's followed by several Gayatri chants so you can continue the exploration in meditation. Thank you for listening, dear hearts, and until next time, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I'm so pleased to welcome Ian Bassio back to the show. Hi, Ian.
1: Hi, Kitsy. It's great to be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to have you here. We're going to talk about the Gayatri mantra today, which is, uh, I love the Gayatri mantra. There are times that I just, that's all I really just want to sing. And so I have been wanting to talk to you for quite a while about the Gayatri, and I know that it's one of the oldest mantras, and it's extremely powerful. So could you tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Okay, so uh, yes, as you say, um, as far as the, the, the greater body of uh, mantras that we have um, access to at this time, we can um, more or less say that the Gayatri Mantra is the oldest of all of them, um, the most ancient mantra that we still have access to. Um, and that is still being uh, continuously used. So so the Gayantri Mantra comes out of the Rig Veda, which is, you know, there are several books that make up this literature of the Vedas, which are the original sort of revealed texts, which uh, uh, much of uh, yoga and Hinduism are based on. And the Rig Veda is the oldest of these books. So there's there's uh there's lots of numbers that are kind of thrown around about the Rig Veda and how old it is. And some of them are pretty fantastically uh, large numbers um, uh, in terms of how many years ago. But I think it's safe to say that we're talking about something that comes out of prehistory. The Rig Veda is the oldest spiritual text that, that is still in use now. Um, so, so the Rig Veda has existed for at least three, you know, 2,500 years, and it's been in use that entire time and is still in use now. Right. So that's, uh, um, a, a fairly, fairly significant, um, uh, kind of a thing. So the Vedas themselves are, uh, composed entirely of mantras. That's, that's the, that's kind of the idea about the Vedas. It's like these big books that are just it's filled with all of these mantras it's this very powerful sanskrit vibration um, that just chanting the vedas themselves creates uh, um, incredible ripples of energy in the universe Um, so the gayatri mantra is contained inside the rig veda but it, it exists in this special sort of way that i have always found fascinating and like a really cool thing that that happens with mantras a lot of the time which is that the the Gayatri Mantra is like a distillation of the energy of the Vedas themselves. So uh, what they say, uh, or or the way that it was taught to me in any case, is that if you chant and meditate on the Gayatri Mantra, then uh, over time... You will, uh, you will accumulate the wisdom of the Vedas, like as if you had memorized the Vedas themselves.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and there's a number of there's a number of mantras that are like that, where there's a kind of a big long text, and uh, and then there's a mantra that's associated with the text, and if you practice the mantra, uh, then then you can essentially absorb the energy of whatever the wisdom is that's in the text. Um, so, so that's what this Gayatri Mantra is. It's, it's the distillation of the wisdom of the Vedas. Um, that's one of its sort of layers, right? It's, it's just a very, very dense, uh, uh, and complex kind of energy vibration. So with it being so old, um, we can think, uh, a lot of what we can think about is, is the, uh, just the sheer mass volume of the number of repetitions of this mantra that have happened um over the centuries and over thousands of years of people practicing this mantra vibrating the sound of this mantra out into the atmosphere of the earth right yeah it's been going on for a really 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 long time and um you know once the Gayatri Mantra was released from uh from from this um uh, kind of limitation that it was put into, it just kind of exploded around the globe, you know. Um, and so that becomes the other really interesting aspect of it, which is that the Gayatri Mantra is something that is so frequently practiced now that, uh, you know, because anybody who's uh, at least uh, is, a, is a good Hindu uh, uh, practices the Gayatri Mantra every day. If not, you know, the traditional thing is three times a day, actually. Mm. Um, so that's like what? That's like a billion people mm. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it, it's it's just one of those cool mantras where it's just like if you sit down to chant this mantra, you can be pretty sure that there's a large number of other people around the globe who are practicing it at the same time as you are. And so it's kind of like plugging into this planetary web of energy um, that exists, uh, uh, you know, that's vibrating around the planet and is vibrating backwards in time as well.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! So, that's
0: pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So that again has to do with just you know an, another layer uh, of in, of the intensity of the energy of the mantra itself. Um, it's not you know it's not one of the simpler mantras um, for sure in terms of actually saying it. Um, it takes a little bit of time to to memorize it. Um,
0: Hmm. Does it have a particular purpose? I mean, I, I I read that it is supposed to illuminate the mind, but that could mean so many different things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why, yes, indeed it does. Um, and, and, and this is important to understand about everything. I think everything that exists in yoga just generally, which is that uh, everything in yoga has a purpose um, and everything in yoga has a very specific purpose, too uh is nothing is random right so you know every little detail is in some way um part of the greater whole of this process of of expanding consciousness um and and, and working on uh traversing this path towards towards moksha or liberation so the Gayatri mantra is um let 's see what's the simplest way to put this. The Gayatri Mantra is a, a, a formula, an energy formula, which is designed to draw into your subtle body, uh, the energy body where the chakras and the nadis and all that stuff is. Uh, it draws into the subtle body uh, what, we, what we can sort of uh, poetically call the divine light uh which is the the light of infinite consciousness. So in a in a symbolic sense what we're talking about here is uh you know the the, the typical metaphor in yoga is um uh light equals knowledge and darkness equals ignorance. Um so you know there's that uh there's that other uh, uh Vedic hymn um as- asatoma sadgamaya Ma, <laughs> jyotir gamaya those two lines say uh lead us from delusion into truth lead us from darkness into light Hmm. right the two things are thought to be synonymous with each other. right so delusion equals darkness light equals truth so the divine light is the light of knowledge the light of truth the light of of the knowledge of who you really are um and and it's it's fascinating to me Um, One of the the aspects of this mantra is that it is specifically a mantra that is intended to uh, uh, work on your mind. (laughs) And uh, because, you know, I think particularly in the West, um, as as yoga has has kind of penetrated into the West. And this is maybe true of of many, if not most spiritual traditions, but we spend a lot of time um, thinking about the heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, and thinking about emotions and and well we should uh, because uh, certainly as Westerners we have a lot of problems uh, (laughs) expressing our emotions um, and really understanding ourselves on an emotional level so so we are very much involved in this heart opening uh, process as we call it which is something that's uh, that we can think of as being an emotional release that that often uh, creates a tremendous sense of, of transcendental bliss. Um, but it's important to note that um, in a balanced yoga practice, the mind must be addressed as well. The intellect must also be opened in the same way that the heart needs to be opened. And, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of things where, you know, again, in the West here, it's like we've, we tend to think that, we've got the whole intellectual thing down you know uh we kind of live in our minds so much here uh that we think like oh i don't need to think about that you know i don't need to worry about that i've got the whole like you know logic thing happening and and i'm good but um it it really kind of couldn't be further from the truth uh ultimately you know our minds um are these uh, uh, uh tremendously unruly Uh, things that that tend to uh, lead us in circles all the time Mm. Um, and and really understanding what's going on in your mind is something that um, eludes most people I would say to a uh, to a pretty significant degree so um, that's the purpose of this mantra the purpose of the mantra is to uh, suffuse or, or to flood your mind with this divine light which lights up all of the dark spaces in there so that you can see what's going on and you can understand what is actually happening um, in your mind. And, and you know, the other thing about that is that, you know, because of the way that the language is used in, in meditation, we tend to think of the mind as being uh, like a bad thing, like an enemy, right? You know, the mind is something in Meditation that that you have to overcome because it's constantly uh, you know bouncing around and thinking about all kinds of useless things and um, uh, getting you in trouble generally most of the time. (laughs) But it's important to understand that this is not this is not a problem, right? It's not the mind is not a problem. The mind is a tool, and it's a very important tool that you need to uh, understand and learn how to use. Um, In an effective manner to help facilitate your liberation in the same way you need to learn about, you know, learn the proper way to make use of your heart and your emotions, right? So the problem with the mind in most people is that uh, we think of our mind as being synonymous with ourself. And uh, this is, uh, you know, according to uh, pretty much all yoga philosophy, this is, in fact, uh, a great untruth. Um, your mind is part of you, um, but it is not yourself. And so your thought, you are not your thoughts. Your consciousness is not defined by your thoughts or by the processes of your mind. Your mind is a tool that your consciousness should be using in order to um, experience more of yourself. Um, But the problem, you know, once we when we get into this delusion of thinking that um, my thoughts are what define me, then you put the mind in control of what's going on in your reality. And that's not the proper place for your mind to be. So so things start to get all kind of wacky at that point. Um, And and a lot of stuff happens uh, without you ever really understanding why um, or, or anything like that, because you're sort of. You know, the mind is a, is a a sort of a very mechanical process in a lot of ways. Um, you know, what gives it, it's, uh, what gives it its purpose and what gives it its energy is your consciousness, um, your, your awareness of your true nature, um, as an infinite being. And, um, so the Gayatri mantra is very powerful, very, very powerful process for, um, setting all of that right, you know, to, to bringing the mind into its proper, um, uh, alignment with the emotions and with your consciousness and with your physical body and everything else that is happening there. Um, so in this sense, it is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very powerful and it's very powerful in a different sort of way than, than, uh, than I think we are used to, um, uh, in, in, in the bhakti community uh, really where everything is so heart centered.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, being able to think of the mind as, as not the problem, but a tool Mm -hmm. that's, that's a really different way of approaching the mind. Um, it's a terrible neighborhood, the mind (laughs) most of the time, you know, you don't want to get lost in there and, uh, wandering around and, and, uh, to know that the Gayatri Mantra is a tool to help you get that under control that's great yeah. to know
1: well why you know why is the- is the mind such a terrible neighborhood you know because there's so many dark alleys, yeah, you know, you know, but that's the whole point this is like the mantra is a is like a big kind of floodlight essentially that lights up all of those. Uh, dark alleys. And so you can just look down them and see what's in there. You
0: know,
1: <laughs> um, you know and, and, and quite frankly, it's the darkness that tends to make things scary. Yeah. You know, it's like, you it, you know, what I, when I'm explaining this to, to my students, what, what often happens is people think about like, Oh my God, I'm going to like see what's actually in all those dark corners of my mind. That sounds te- like a terrible experience. But it's not you know things are usually not as bad as you think they are um, is is the thing and it, it what makes them scary what what makes it seem horrible is the darkness that cloaks it yeah the darkness of, of the ignorance it's like however terrible the things are that are going on inside of you if you were able to shine a light on those things and and to see them for what they really are to understand what the causes of of your particular you know whatever your situation is in life to understand the causes the 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 delusional thinking that that has led you to this place um is a very very liberating experience um and and I would say uh not terrible or, or frightening at all really once you you know it's it's that uh, it's that kind of thing where um in in uh, in uh vedanta there's the this great uh, um Allegor allegorical story about the the a man's walking down the pathway at night and he uh, uh comes across a coiled up rope in the middle of the path but it's dark and he can't really see what's going on and to him in the darkness that coiled up rope looks like a snake mm. and so he becomes really frightened because he thinks that he sees a snake there And it's, you know, a cobra and might be poisonous and he might die right in that moment. Right. And it's a very scary thing. But if he were to have a light and were to shine it over there, then he would see that it was a coiled rope and not a snake at all. Right. It was just his perception of of things that caused the fear Um, and 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 that so much of our lives are actually kind of wrapped up in that kind of experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We, Yeah. we, We don't. We don't have a light shining on what's going on around us. So we're seeing things in this kind of dim, you know, uh, uh, kind of darkened and shadowy um, uh, 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 realm, so to speak. And and a lot of things appear to be different than what they truly are. And and they seem much, uh, much scarier than they really are.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it is a scary thing to contemplate all those dark corners, but you're right. It, when, once, you, once you kind of take the lid off and take a look inside, it's not nearly as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And it makes it much easier to cope yeah. know, with things. Well,
1: and, and, and once you can see what's going on, right, then uh, uh, solutions become much easier to find. Yeah. If you can't see the problem, it, it's very hard to find a solution. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you once you're aware, um, you know, this is sometimes uh, this this is this is sometimes referred to as the pure light of awareness. Right. Um, the the awareness of, of the truth of what is actually happening. Uh, once you have that, then uh, moving past it, transcending it beca- actually becomes quite simple, quite a simple process. As simple as, you know, just realizing that the snake is actually a rope and stepping over it you know, and then it's behind you and you no longer think about it. Um, you know, but until you reach that point, you're, you're frozen in fear, yeah. you know, uh, because you feel like if you make a move that the snake is going to, is going to strike you, even though it's really not a snake. <laughs> and, so you're just, and so you're just stuck there.
0: I you know? know it's, it, you're paralyzed, but you know, being able to have, to, to have this as a practice, uh, um, and to know the deeper meaning of it, 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 it adds a lot, I think when you're, yeah. 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 So this has been great. This is great. It's always great when you're on, I always learn so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you, so tell me, uh, what you guys, you guys are, uh, uh, planning blue spirit wheel, I should say, Ian, um, Ian uh, and Stephanie and various drummers, but form blue spirit wheel out of Atlanta. And so you're planning a tour and I hear rumors of a new CD.
1: That's right. Um, Yay! Yeah, so the album is something really different. Um, I'm very excited for people to hear it, uh, you know, just because it is such a different kind of a thing um,
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: from anything we've done previously. And um, this album really came out of um, the... Uh, music that we have been doing for uh yoga classes as we 've been traveling around, I had been doing some research and learning a little bit more about Vedic astrology and uh and learning about the planets and the energy of the planets and how uh you know the the mechanisms by which those energy vibrations are affecting us um, and I found that to be really fascinating. And there is a, a mantra component to that, um, just like there is to everything else. So um, in working with the planetary energies, there are various mantras that you can do that will affect that in one way or another. So there are two different things that are, that are operating here. There's, uh, there's the energy of the planet itself, and there's a mantra that collect, connects to the energy of that planet. And if you chant that mantra, it will amplify um the energy of that planet it, it, you know the way that it's affecting you and um and then there's uh each the energy of each planet has a uh, is connected to the energy of one of the deities right so uh, like the energy of the sun is connected to shiva and uh the energy of jupiter is connected to vishnu um the energy of mercury is connected to sarasvati right so the the deity is called the 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 ruler of the planet or the planetary ruler and so that deity has a can have a significant effect on how that planet is interacting with your own energy really Uh, so so if you need to mitigate the effects of that planet on you um then you can chant the the mantra for this this planetary ruler and you know and request like can you you know tamp this down a little bit (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it's really whacking me out um so uh, you know the program for this yoga class was this idea of this planetary alignment which what it is is it's actually chanting all of the mantras for for the planets there there are nine of them not exactly the same nine that we would think of uh, in a scientific way but there are nine different planetary energies and so chanting all of those mantras in a, a particular sequence and simultaneously chanting the, the mantra of the ruler of each one of those planets so that you get, um, all of the planetary energies that then are directed by the energy of the, of the planetary ruler. So if it's a, if it's a planet that is positively aspected to you, it will amplify, um, that energy inside of you. And if it's one that's kind of causing uh, discord or, or or problems for you, then then the, the the ruler then will reduce the energy, so it won't affect you so much. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and so you go through the whole spectrum of it, and you get like this alignment that's perfectly suited for for each person's particular uh, karmic makeup, and um, and so. I brought that to, to Blue Spirit Wheel and, and we started doing that. Our last tour that we did of the Northeast, we did that that program for every class that we did. And it was really wonderful. And people kept coming up to us after the classes because uh, we had CDs for sale. And they were like, "What? which CD has that thing that you just did? Oh, oh, <laughs> God. Like, oh, it's we so, don't really yeah. have that at this point. So, wow. so after we got back from the tour, I was like, well, I guess I better do an album of that um because people are really gonna wanna listen to it. Right. Um so it's you know, I mean it's uh it's kind of came out of this yoga class idea and this and this um uh, uh C D will be very I think very wonderful for yoga classes, but it's also, you know, an album of of music on its own and and uh and will be great to chant along with as well. Um and just a kind of a really neat um thing. I, I just was envisioning your chanting group um uh in corvallis there where you could maybe like divide up the the group and and because the way we do the the way we do the album is that i chant uh for each track i chant the mantra of the planet and stephanie chants the mantra of the deity associated with that planet and we and we rotate them around each other um and so you could like you could kind of divide up the room and have half the people chant the, the planet mantra and the other half chant the deity mantra and and watch them the vibrations kind of interact with each other it's really quite uh, it's really quite fun.
0: You know I I, I consistently play um, uh, those mantras from the Shiva mantra and the Ganesha Suite from um, Kail- Kailasa. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're long you know yeah. and they're great because you can really get into the energy and um you know people have kind of a negative impression of chanting with CDs but when it's the only thing that you've got um yeah. you know they're they're very effective with a group yeah. um if you can, uh, listeners, I've told them about this uh, about this Friday night kirtan, and we've got sets up on the up on the website so that you can do this yourself in your own community. But it's basically a set and a little bit of uh, teaching, and um, boy, people people love it, and you guys are definitely a favorite. So, well, today has been wonderful, and again, I thank you for educating me and educating uh, my listeners. Uh, I always learn. A lot, and I appreciate it. So thank you so much.
1: You are very welcome. I lo- I love doing this, and uh, and it's always great to talk with you. Yeah, yeah, it's mutual. <laughs>
3: Tatsavito tsabi to bute to Tatsa Vito Vare Pagode vaciati mai Dio You know procho della ombova swa Tatsa Vito
2: Devasya dei mahideo yona prachoda ya om bububaswa tat savitu
3: parenya pargo devasya dei mahideo yona prach swaa taa
4: Solitude. it all Oh Tu para mí Go, Mai.